Welcome to another inspiring message from David Hall, pastor of LifePoint Church, Adelaide, Australia. It's our sincere prayer that you would experience the presence and power of the Holy Spirit as you listen to this message. For more information, please visit davidhall.com.au. Now, why don't we raise our hands to God all over this house. Oh, Jesus, we honour you. We worship you. There is none like unto our God. And Father, this night we give you thanks for what you're doing in this place by your Spirit. Lord, I pray that out of this house tonight, something would happen that would touch this nation. Lord, from Whangarei to Invercargill, from Dunedin to Nelson to Timaru. Lord God, from Hamilton to Auckland to Christchurch to Wellington. Lord God, we see this city and nation touched by the presence of God in the name of Jesus. Lord, we look to heaven. It's where our help comes from. And God, we honour you in this place. We lift you up. You're exalted, worthy, you're wonderful. Jesus, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you honour for what you're doing in the house by your Spirit. Come on. Why don't we give Jesus one more shout of praise in here tonight. He's worthy. My prayer is that your faith would lift to a place uh, where you could believe for the impossible tonight and for God to do something. If you have a Bible, turn with me, please, to the book of Mark and chapter 5. The book of Mark, if you're American, it's Mark. If you're from South Africa, it's Mark. If you're Australian, it's Mark. If you're from Singapore, it's Mark. I want to have a look at verse 24. I'm going to read a well-trodden passage of Scripture. It says, So Jesus went with him, this is Jairus, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians, she had spent all she had and was no better but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, aren't you glad you heard about Jesus? When When she heard about Jesus... She came in behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately. Somebody say immediately. Immediately. You can interchange it right there with suddenly. Suddenly, immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself. Now, this is what I want you to get in your spirit. Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But the disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him, told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. We serve a good Jesus. Don't you believe that? Quickly jump with me to Luke's account of the same story. I want to have a look at just two verses. Luke chapter 8, and I want to have a look at verse 45 and, 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 verse, and verse 46. And it says this, Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes throng and press you and you say, who touched me? Jesus said, somebody touched me for I perceive power 
going out from me, knowing in himself, Mark writes, that power, that something has shifted. Here he says, he says, somebody touch me for I perceive power going out from me. If you read it in the New Living Translation, he says, I felt healing power leave me. I wanna preach for just a few moments a message that I just wanna title, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. Uh, we, we have been taught so many things over so many years concerning the anointing and the power of God. We get taught things that I believe are totally true, such as the Spirit of the Lord is upon me uh, because He has anointed me. And so often we might hear that the anointing of God is strictly for a purpose. The power of God is, is for a touch and, and to go out and reach the world. And I believe that with all of my heart. I believe that Jesus anoints us for a purpose. He touches us for a purpose. But within that, I do believe that the touch of God is also so critical to our lives for the simple purpose of you and I feeling and experiencing the power of God in our lives. There's something about a, a felt revelation of God's power and God's presence. It's so important that as, as believers, we would feel uh, the mighty power of the Holy Spirit. I really do believe that when it comes to God encounters now, uh, a, a lot of what happens in church is maybe an encounter with God where we sense His presence in worship and, and maybe uh, we, we, we receive an encounter with truth. But there's got to be still defining encounters with God that, that leave us marked forever. I know you don't get bushfires in New Zealand that I, that I know of, but we do in Australia. And when a bushfire goes through, you can see uh, the effects of a fire. The trees are marked. Things are, things are affected. Buildings are damaged. There's problems. And, and the reality is when you're touched by God and you feel His power touch your world, you know that you are marked by God. And the truth is there's a lot of Christians that have experienced a sense of his presence but have still yet to experience an Acts 2, a book of Acts, supernatural impartation of the power of God. And we can see in Scripture people felt God. We know a story, uh, it's very likely that it was Luke and Cleopas, they're walking the road, road to Emmaus. And Jesus, not revealing who he was, walks with them post the resurrection. And finally, he reveals who he was and he walks off. What did they say to each other? They, they said, I, 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 felt, I felt my heart burn within me. They felt something. They, were, they felt the presence of God. What about when Jesus was teaching in the book of Luke in the, in, in the home of the religious and the Bible says the power of the Lord was present to heal them. How'd they know? They must have felt something. And, and it was enough that four young men cut a hole in the roof, lowered somebody to Jesus. And God raises him up. Can I say, I pray that I'm never the guy that goes to church when the power's present and somebody else has to break through and connect with what's happening. I wanna connect with what's happening. It's important to me. And what about Jeremiah? He had a word from God. He had a word that he wanted to bring in. God said, hey, you gotta contain it for a minute. And he said, but this word's within me. And he said, it's like fire. Shut up in my bones. I don't know how to explain it to you any, any other way than I've had encounters with God where it's felt like fire shut up in my bones. Where you feel the visitation of heaven touch your heart and touch your life. You can feel and know the power of the Spirit of God. You can feel His presence in your heart and in your life in the name of Jesus. Can I say, I, as a parent, I went to these prenatal classes. Or antenatal classes. I don't know what they were, but they were... Is there a difference? And I 
ended up being the guy on the ground having to simulate giving birth. <laughs> Seriously. So I'm giving birth and having a baby and then, then they had to give me a cesarean as well. And so I had to experience both. And it was uncomfortable. <laughs> but then they started t- telling me that, hey, when, when you have a kid, you've got to give physical affection to your baby which is easy because my baby's cute. And let me tell you, they're not all cute. I've seen somewhere, whoa, Lord Jesus, the doctor slapped the mother, not the baby, when the baby was born. I've got women mad at me and men going, it's true, dear, it's true. You've seen your nephew, he's rugged. But they told us when it came to a child that the physical touch of a parent makes your child more social, more alert, less fussy, they sleep better. Can I tell you, the touch of God's spirit in the life of a believer will make us more alert, less fussy, sleep better. Another thing that it does, it gives them smoother movements. Now, I don't really know what to do with that. But I can tell you, I've prayed for a few people that do have a look on their face that makes me think they need a touch from God. (laughs) They're like... They have better intellectual development. The brain of a child develops 30% more, up to 30% more if they receive the touch, the affectionate touch of a parent. How, How as Christians have we spent all these years not telling our people, you need your touch from heaven? You need that touch of God to come upon your life so you can feel and know the goodness of Jesus. You know, sometimes there are times where I need a touch from God for no other reason than to just know the Holy Spirit in a greater way, than to know his presence and to know his anointing, to know Jesus in a greater way. It's fellowship, it's communion with God, and you feel his presence. It's interesting that Jesus stopped and he said, man, I I felt power leave me. Man, if he felt power leave him, what on earth must she have felt touch her? I mean, if Jesus felt a shift in the spirit, man, what would she, what must she have felt? I tell you when, you, when you, when you touch Jesus, something's gonna happen. I've had people say, I've never seen Jesus jump and shout and get happy and go crazy and go nuts. That might be true. We never did see Jesus do any of those things, but pretty much everyone he touched did because the power of God releases something and joy comes into their, into their Christian walk in the name of Jesus. I wanna give, give you four keys from this story before we pray, uh, before we pray at the end. Uh, j- just about having an encounter with God, how to have a touch from heaven, how to tap into the touch of God. And, and because I think, <clears throat> I am trying to quit smoking. I really am. Pastor Luke and I are quitting together. And, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you, I think, I think, Pastor Marilyn said to me before the service, please pray, I think Pastor Luke's come off the wagon this afternoon, he was a little stressed, a little stressed. Oh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, that's not true, I've never smoked in my life, but... Uh, when it comes to an encounter with God, in fact, let's go a bit deeper. When it comes to getting a breakthrough from God, when it comes to getting anything uh, from that miracle dimension, uh, there's something we've got to do that she did. The first thing she did was she pressed in. 
Now, I want to talk about that for a minute because this woman had everything set against her. Firstly, she was a woman. Now, I think women have a great place in society today. I think we get it right today. In those days, women did not have the same access as men had. And in that story, we know that just being, by virtue of being a woman, she was already, she already was on the back foot. But not only that, she was also ceremonially unclean because of her condition. And so she was not permitted to touch a man. And the truth is not only that, she's now outnumbered because to get to Jesus, there's a great multitude. A multitude's a thousand, a great multitude is more than that. And so this woman needed something from Jesus. And I love it, the Bible says when she heard about Jesus, she said within herself, if I may touch the hem of his garment, I know I shall be healed. It's interesting that she didn't wait in the back of the crowd waiting for Jesus to give a word. There's someone here, you've got an issue of blood, who is that? There's a person up the back. There was no prophetic word whatsoever. Jesus was not even engaged in that moment. He was on his way to heal Jairus' daughter. In fact, she interrupted this miracle. We interrupt this miracle to heal a woman with an issue of blood. And she gets totally healed by the power of God, by touching Jesus. And you know, the truth is, uh, she didn't wait for a word. She already had one. And you know, a lot of us, we want, we want a word. Can I tell you, there's nearly 752,000 words in this book that'll get you through anything, man. They're breathed by the Spirit of God. And so she touches the hem of the garment of Jesus. But to do that, she has to push through a crowd. I tell you, the crowd will always be a barrier to you and the destiny that God has for you. Crowds are fickle. One week in church, the crowd are singing this song. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. They're singing, they're waving palms, they're singing it to Jesus. The following week, they're singing another song. Crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. I've learned the crowd don't have a great level of collective intelligence sometimes. <laughs> Bartimaeus would still be blind if you listened to the crowd. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, you're embarrassing us in front of the guest speaker. Jesus, son of David! Have mercy on me, son, your faith has made you well. There is something about pushing through opposition. I love this woman in the Bible. We don't even know what her name was. We just know she was a woman with an issue of blood. But she obviously didn't want to keep that reputation, so she pushed through the crowd. And she said within herself, what are you saying within yourself? What's going on on the inside of your spirit? What's your faith believing God for even right now? She touched the hem of the garment of Jesus. The second thing that she did when she touched him, she activated the power of the Spirit. This is what we've got to do. We've got to activate the power of God. This is a mystery. Some, I, I can say this to some people and they'll go, oh, absolutely. Other people don't really know altogether what that actually means. And let me just explain it for a minute. When Jesus and Pastor Rick mentioned it in one of his services as well, Jesus Christ uh, was fully God and fully man. Born to Mary and, and, and he was born a man. He was fully God and fully man, yet he emptied himself of his eternal glory. And so every heavenly benefit that was afforded, afforded to him, he laid aside so he could walk a mile in our shoes, so to speak. And so Jesus walked this planet as a man with, with, with access to every resource of heaven, but in his own choosing and his own discipline laid that aside in order to show us how to live a life of godliness and how to carry out life. And so how Jesus did his miracles when he spoke to the storm and said, peace be still, when, when he healed Peter's mother-in-law, which is uh, often considered the reason Peter denied him, but, but when he healed Peter's mother-in-law, I know, when he healed, when he, that's a joke, that's a joke, that's a joke. I love my mother-in-law. 
Actually, we've got a picture of my mother-in-law above the fireplace at home. She came over, she said, David, it's just so nice of you to have my picture above the fireplace. I said, yeah, it's just to keep the kids away from the fire. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I did not say that. I didn't say that. These people are actually getting worried over there. Woo! She's not here. But Jesus, the Bible says that God anointed Jesus. Listen to this. Acts 10.38, God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power. The way Jesus did the things that he did was because the Spirit of God was upon him. The same way you and I operate in the supernatural is the same way Jesus operated in the supernatural. By the power of the Holy Spirit. And so it's interesting, when she touched the hem of the garment of Jesus, she didn't touch him. She touched what was on him. But she touched what was on him in the natural but what was on him in the supernatural touched her. And I want to tell you, sometimes I feel like my job is to be the, is to be the coat of Jesus. Because not everybody in humanity that, that I talk to is ever going to meet Jesus. But they might be able to touch something that's touching him. And when they touch something that's touching him, maybe something might be trans, translated and tra transferred by the power of the Spirit. But she activated the anointing that was on Jesus. She touched him in faith and activated the anointing of Jesus. Here's a little bit of a, a mathematical, biblical equation. Faith plus the anointing equals impartation. You know, you can have an anointing flowing. You can have an anointing happening, but if there's no faith, that's the conduit for the anointing to flow. Isn't it interesting? Thousands of people were touching Jesus. He says, who touched me? They're saying, there are thousands of people touching you. He said, no, but someone... Someone's touched me different because I've just felt a shift in the spirit. Something's changed. Can I tell you, there's a, you we, we can touch God. Sometimes I feel like we're giving God high fives on Sundays. I, don't, I, I see celebrities sometimes at different things and I want to go up and get a selfie. I saw Rod Stewart in the airport the other day. I said, Mr. Stewart, I'm a big fan. I need a photo, please. So I followed him into a lift at Los Angeles Airport, pretending I was going on the same flight as him. I got a selfie with Rod. It was very good. I showed someone a photo of that, and they said, man, your wife is very unattractive. I said, no, that's Rod Stewart. One time I got in a lift, and Justin Bieber was in the lift. I know. You know what I said? This is what I said. The exact words. This is what I said to him. I was like... <sighs> That's what I said. Sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. She touched him in faith. I had a girl tweet me on Twitter. I was tweeted by this girl and she said, I'm going to hear, this is in Dallas, Texas, I was preaching at Christ for the Nations. There's about 1,500 people at this youth conference. So she says, I'm going to hear, Dan Hamilton was there. So this is true, this is not even made up like the other stories, this is true. <laughs> she tweets me, 
We were in Dallas. We were, in the, we were sat in the hotel. And, and, and just as I'm preparing for the meeting, this girl called Deirdre writes on Twitter. And she says, she says I'm going to hear at David Hall 1981. And, and, uh, and I'm going, and she just writes, I'm going to get slain in the spirit tonight. Which, uh, which is like just south, you know, that's just south. U.S. talk for, I'm going to fall out under the power of God. And so I was just pumped that this girl had some faith to believe that God was going to touch her. I showed Dan before the service. I kid you not, I preached a message. I don't even remember what I preached on. I prayed for a couple of youth pastors on the front row, and I just went like this. I said, there's a girl in a brown dress sitting up in the balcony. Just come. She comes forward. We bring her on the stage. I said, sweetheart, what's your name? And she looked at me. She goes, Deirdre. So I said, are you the girl that tweeted me? And she's going, yeah. (laughs) I said, are you the girl from Twitter? She's like, yeah. I said, well, so be it according to your faith in the name of Jesus. And boom, the power of God hit her. Can I tell you, when you come to an atmosphere with faith, anything could happen. Anything could happen. Can I tell you, that's not because I'm spiritual, that's because God's so gracious. His his anointing is just looking for faith. The anointing of God is in an atmosphere just looking for faith. If there's faith, you place a demand on the power of God and something supernatural will take place in the name of Jesus. Just before I keep going, it's interesting to me that when she... I don't know what I just said. I feel like being a bit rude. Hurtful. No, she, she didn't. She didn't touch his head. Have I missed something, or should I just keep going? Is, everything's okay. Nothing's undone. Don't worry. My, I did a funeral the other day, and my fly was completely open. It was very uncomfortable. A bit drafty that day. It was a drafty day. True story. This, Oh, Jesus, help us. <laughs> she didn't touch, she didn't touch the head of Jesus. She didn't touch the shoulders of Jesus. And maybe this is just my preacher's imagination. She came underneath and she got under the anointing and she touched the hem of the garment of Jesus. You know, I don't feel like it's my job here to try and touch the head of Jesus or control Je- when it comes to the power of God to try and move the anointing. I want the anointing to move me. I want to come under. I want to get under the anointing and let the anointing be my God. I want to follow the flow of the Spirit of God. Worship leaders, I want to encourage you. I know we do tracks now and, and we do those in our churches, but still leave room for the anointing if it just moves in another direction because maybe God's telling you to do something. I remember one night at our church, I felt so silly. This is years ago. I was at the end of a service and and I don't even know why I did it, but I just felt the Lord keep speaking to me, sing a certain song. So at the end of the service, we had a keyboard player that could play anything, and I just started singing, uh, Jesus loves me, this I know. And I remember there was this like hard, messed up guy in the service, in the corner. I watched, as the, I watched with my own eyes as the power of God totally broke him and God visited his world. We've got, we got to come under the anointing. Preachers, preachers, preach under the anointing. Don't... Pastor Rick said something to me at lunch, but I, but I don't really remember what it was, but it was very good. <laughs> I did my best to write it down. It yep, changed my life. The way I see things is forever affected. He said, some people pursue the spirit 
with the flesh and not the spirit. Can I say, when you're preaching, when you're ministering, try and get under the anointing. Trust me, you will do better and people will like you so much more. Something worse than a clanging cymbal in the house of God. We've got to get under the anointing of God. I, w- I want to give you another thought. Number three. Number three. What did she do? The, the Bible tells us that she recognized a miracle moment. She recognized a miracle moment. She saw that God was moving, and he was moving, and not in her direction either, but he was moving. And she knew that she had to touch him. Can I say, I want to make sure that I have a sense in my spirit of what God's doing when God's moving. Have, a, have an ability to discern what God's doing. Recognize miracle moments. We, we, we need ministries and churches that know what it is to know what it is to pursue God in the spirit and let the anointing of God move and then recognize what God's doing in an atmosphere. Some Sunday mornings, let's just, there's a run sheet. They're wonderful things. I love run sheets. They're beautiful, but I never really read them. <laughs> I'm not against them. If God be for them, who can be against them? But, but sometimes God has an agenda in a meeting. And we've got to make room for the anointing of God. Hallelujah. But recognize, so she recognized. Now, now, this is a crazy thing. We're talking about incarnation. It's got nothing to do with flowers. He says, Jesus, that's a very stupid comment. Jesus. Jesus, fully God and fully man. It's interesting, the humanity of Jesus was following Jairus. But the spirit of God within him was actually doing something different. And there was a moment where his humanity was going one place and the spirit of God moved and went another place. And it was at that moment Jesus stopped. Who touched me? Something's changed. You can be in an atmosphere. Even just then, the atmosphere changed. There was a, it's a shift. Why? Those shifts in a meeting. We, 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 have, we have got to know as Christians. We've got to know the Holy Spirit well enough to discern. Man, something, something. I've got to stop. He didn't have the whole lot of the information. He didn't have everything before him. He, just, he knew something changed. He knew someone touched him. He didn't know who, he didn't know, he said, who touched me? He didn't know at all, but he knew God just did something. Sometimes in a meeting, we've got to, we've got to and, and in our own Christian lives, in our family, in our prayer time, in our devotional, let's recognize when God just, something's moved. When you know the spirit of God, and he just, he, he's got an agenda that just compels you to move in another direction, follow the leading of the spirit. Jairus' daughter, she didn't just get healed. She got raised from the dead. A woman's life got changed. Why? Because of the power of God and the agenda of God. Sometimes your agenda may not be the spirit agenda on the inside of you. Follow the moments of God's miracles and his power in the name of Jesus. Finally, she overpowered religiosity. It's important because she was unclean. And, and, and based on the nature of her of her issue of blood, and it was an issue in her life. It kept her isolated. It kept her away from the household of faith. Kept her away. Religion kept her away. If she was to touch any other male, any other female for that matter, grab a hold of them, hug them, while she was in the physical state that she was in, they too would be unclean. Isn't it interesting that when she touched Jesus, he didn't become unclean. Because when the natural comes in contact with the supernatural, something's got to give. 
and it won't be the supernatural. Instead of her contaminating him, he contaminated her. Instead of her corrupting him, the incorruptible nature of God changed her. And he did a supernatural miracle in that moment. When you touch God in faith, whatever your junk is, whatever your challenge is, when you touch him in faith, the beauty and the majesty of the living Christ of heaven floods your heart and floods your life. And you truly know that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I really want to encourage you. We, we, got, we got to not be religious. She overcame religion. And I, I believe part of not being religious is trusting God to do whatever he wants to do, making room for the things of the Spirit of God and, and making room for the fire of heaven, being open to the touch of God. It'll keep you fresh. There's nothing worse than a religious Christian. You know, when I was a little boy, I remember I'd run in, I'd run in church playing with my friends and you'd get some old, creepy old dude. He'd walk up here, no running in the house of God. I was raised in church, man. I was raised Pentecostal. Well, for your sixth birthday, you probably got a G.I. Joe. I got an overhead projector. You laugh. Pastor Luke, I'm legit. Not, not one of these modern day, apostate, demonic, colorful things. I'm talking about the one that was about this big by this big by about this big with a stick and a, a light and a lens situation. You know what I'm talking about? And where you'd put the words on the overhead projector and if you got them backwards, people thought the song was in Russian because it was Mission Sunday. So while all my other friends are hanging out, playing soccer, playing football, playing cricket, I'm in the bedroom leading my teddy bears in worship. I'd lay hands on them, they'd fall out under the power of God. Except for one, he was Presbyterian. Remember one day... I got my friends over, we had a communion service in front of the overhead projector. But we didn't have any communion, all we had was Panadol and, and we, had, we had little Arnott's biscuits. So I held up the Panadol, I said, friends, there's healing in this cup. <laughs> my, friends, my friends weren't allowed to come over anymore. Something about drug trafficking, I don't know. But I love the house of God. Then I'd get to the house of God. Don't run in the house of God. God's not religious. God's not stuffy. He doesn't sit in heaven going, don't run in the house of God. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of you church kids, don't run in there. I got belted by people I didn't know. Take. Now you go to jail for that. You're not allowed to even smack in New Zealand. We still smack in Australia. I got smacked as a child. I suffer from a condition now. It's called respect for other people. <laughs> That's funny. Man, there are some rowdy rednecks in the house tonight. I can tell you right now. Yeah, glory to Jesus. We need some... I don't even know how to finish this message. I need a piano player to come. Just someone that can play something. Even if you play Yellow Submarine by the Beatles, I don't really care. Just bring an anointing. 
You know, David danced before the Lord and he really was not wearing too much that day. <laughs> David felt a freedom that I feel could have been a, mo- a little more contained. <laughs> so he dances in the city wearing very little because he had the presence of God in a box in a season of types and shadows. He's dancing and praising God because he has God's presence in a box. And then his wife says, look at you making an idiot of yourself. Her name was Michael. (laughs) I think that was a giveaway then. (laughs) Hey, mum and dad, I've got a girlfriend. What's her name? Michael. (laughs) Thought this through, son. She says, look at you, making a fool of yourself, being being undignified. What did God do? He strikes her barren. Because he didn't want that spirit being passed down in another jet. He doesn't like religion any more than you and I like religion. This is in a season of types and shadows, David danced before God. Now we have a living God who's accessible. How much more should we be dancing before God? Problem is religion wants to get God back in that box, you know? I tell you, the Bible says, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I, I don't want you bound up and legalistic. I want you to live in the victory of Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, encountering the power of God in the name of Jesus. Why don't you stand and lift your hands to God of heaven? The touch of heaven. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout out God is an awesome God. We bless you, Lord Jesus. Come on, let's lift our hands all over the house. The power of God's gonna just flow in the spirit. See what God wants to do. Come on, let's just lift our hands to heaven tonight. Father, we honor you. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it was an encouragement to you. If you'd like to know more about David and Donna, please visit our website, davidhall.com.au.